0: Welcome to DNQ Podcast, the only podcast that's so shitty it didn't even qualify. Uh, we're back again. We were going to be back like a couple weeks ago, and then uh, Cam realized that that was the night that Road to Pro was supposed to be racing on iRacing. So we did that, and he won. So you know, at least if you're going to miss out on the podcast, Cam, at least you, uh, you went out there and you won it. That was, you know, that was, was cool.
1: Yeah, we got her done. Uh, i got a long ways to go in Road to Pro, but uh, that, that sets us up. Actually, have a chance.
0: That it does. That it does. We're also joined in the in the uh, booth, the podcast, by Bryce Hoffman. Uh, He's uh, he's Bryce. He's yeah. I I, I exist. He's eighty three years old. Um, he enjoys the Eagles. Don't forget about Dan. And he invented golf. That's basically all you need to know about Bryce. Um. So yeah, this basically is going to be a palate cleanser episode. Uh, We mentioned when we started doing the uh, Iceberg for NASCAR that between uh, episodes 2 and 3 we were going to do a random bullshitting episode where we just kind of talked about whatever. And this is that episode. So we literally have no topics in mind. Uh, There's literally uh, no forethought going into this. And I'm pretty sure we're all sleep-deprived and tired because this is literally being recorded right after a 100% Cup Series race, which was... Almost upwards of four hours. And, uh, you know, I just spent four Man, hours talking. hurt. Yeah. I do, too, for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. But, yeah, I, you know, I just got done commentating a four-hour race and talking for four hours. And, I, and Bryce is like, hey, do you want to talk for another hour and a half? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways... I know we've had some feedback about the what have you been up to segment. Uh, you know, one of the one of the listeners said, you know, maybe just skip it. Well, you know what? Fuck that listener. We're doing it anyways because we don't have anything else. No, 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 up. no.
1: He just wants us to skip it when we're doing the iceberg thing. which Yeah. So yeah. that's why we're doing the palate cleansers.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, see, for regular episodes, the what have you been up to, it, it's kind of a springboard. You know, it, it gets the conversation going when we ain't got shit planned. Um. So, you know, we'll start out with our, uh, our our guest appearance, Bryce. What have you been up to?
2: Uh, I've been surviving college, which is uh, the best way I could put it right now. Turns out, engineering? Hard. Who it's could have thought that? So much math and so much extra labor. You would have never believed it.
0: You know, Cam's still looking for the fucker in hell who put uh, letters in math.
2: Still, looking Well, he for died it. a virgin, so oh, it worked out.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, what, uh, tell us a little bit about the college experience, uh, what, uh, what is life like on the campus?
2: So, unlike most college students, I have done zero partying. I am... I'm what? You
0: uh, not partying? Be still my heart.
2: You yeah, old fucker. You, know, <laughs> like I, you guys thought was 80 for, what, a year and a half, and then I'm like, <laughs> yeah, in high school. Yeah, but I... Uh, surprisingly, I've spent most of my time with you guys playing iRacing, so, you know, I'm getting up there in life. I'm, I'm peaking. Uh, lots of studying. That's been exhilarating, man. Lots of public speaking studying, which is a class you never think you'd have to study for.
0: Okay, I gotta ask, what is what, what do you study for public speaking? How do you study this?
2: Alright, so I, I gotta break this down first. Alright, so the University of Akron I believe a lot of universities now have a required class you to take called public speaking. And it is the dumbest thing you can imagine. It's for those four kids that graduated high school with zero social skills, and they're getting them ready to present one thing they're going to do their senior year. And of course, I chose not to read all my professors because I'm an idiot. And I chose this one woman, and I learned horribly. That she's the one that's like a hard ass about grading a public speaking class, which is basically introduce yourself in one speech. The next speech is talk about something you like. And then she gives us a debate topic for the last speech, which is just infuriating. It's but every week we have three quizzes we have to take. And they're proctored exams. So I have to have my webcam and I have to study for this test and I have to show my area so I can show that I'm not cheating. So I have to read a chapter in this book and then take, or sorry, three chapters and then take a quiz on each of these chapters. It's mind-dumbing. It's like, what could cause anxiety in speech? Large groups of people. uh, Difficult subjects. And basic things like that.
0: You know the crazy thing? I I feel like I'm the exact opposite of most people. Like, I can speak publicly all day long. and, And not give a shit. And I've been told I'm pretty decent at it. (laughs) <laughs> but but one on one conversation, especially if I don't know the person and like I, I we have nothing in common. I that's where I'm like, Yeah, so uh how about that weather? <laughs> like I can't I'm better talking to a thousand people than I am one.
2: Yeah, well the thing is too, when you've got like a thousand people, you can keep the topic broad and relatable. When you've got one person, you're like, So what are you into person? <laughs> yeah. Just like have you heard of chris chan
1: <laughs> it's literally me oh my me. god
0: <laughs> that is yeah.
2: me it's like i'm like have you heard of a 410 sprint car <laughs> <laughs> yeah so
0: i like to imagine that we're like you and i are both like talking to some random ass person and we both ask those questions like in unison they're like the fuck are these people <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I've never had problems with speaking. I've I had to do interviews as a kid when I was racing. So it was never that big of a deal because I kind of grew up around it. But after kind of what we had our first speech assignment last week or like the first major one, the introduction speech was like a, a minute speech you had to do. And it was like, what's your major? Why are you here? Etc. Like talk about your family for a minute. This one was a five minute speech. And mine went I did one on hybrid cars, shocker, right, uh, me liking cars, shocker, yeah, like anyways, but I kinda understand why they have that class because they were rough, like you could tell these kids were nervous to talk to twenty people, and I was like, really?
0: <clears throat> yeah, I just I can't relate to that,
2: yeah i I couldn't either
0: that's interesting i I didn't know that like some colleges were making public speaking like mandatory for certain like, completely I unrelated have one
2: too. Uh, they're becoming more and more popular.
0: I wonder if that's like anything to do with like the fact that we live in a society where everything's done online and we all have social media and we don't actually interact with one another. And so we have an in- increasing amount of people who even even if they do know how to talk to other people and they can converse, they can't maintain eye contact, and they, they like they, their body language and everything is just kind of awkward, you know. Like like we have an increase in those people. Maybe that's why they're making the uh, the old public speaking uh, kind of mandatory thing.
2: It's probably for the better, but at the moment, I'm like fuck
1: this class. Yeah, it's just I did one of those. My th- public speaking. I think it was my sophomore year, and. They told us that we had to do like a research project and present and we could use a PowerPoint and all this stuff. So, I mean, I'm going to college for teaching. So, like, that's literally all we do. So, yeah, he was like, you can do it about anything you want as long as, you know, your presentation takes like 10 minutes. And I'm like, OK. My presentation ended up being 26 minutes. <laughs> and it was about how Macklemore should not have won the 2013 Grammy for best hip hop album of the year. Wait, he understandable. Did? Yes, he did. The Heist oh. won best hip-hop album in 2013. Oh, my God. And it competed with um, Nothing Was the Same from Drake, Good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick Lamar, Yeezus from Kanye West. Ugh. There was so many good albums that year, and they picked Macklemore because they played it on the pop stations.
0: That's the that's the power of memes, man. That song became a meme.
1: Fucking thrift shop, man. And
0: yeah, and then from there it was just like an instant rise to to being like number one. And then nowadays all he does is play shitty uh, golf. You know, he he shows up at these these golf tournaments where they play with celebrities, and he comes out here swinging like a fucking two by four, and uh, he gets his ass shown up by a schoolboy Q who beat the shit out of him in terms of uh, score.
1: Schoolboy Q <laughs> is actually pretty nice. I was not He's expecting Schoolboy Q to be good at golf, but I was not
0: expecting that either, but he did damn well.
1: Oh, actually Schoolboy Q had an album out that year too. Oxymoron was in was in the discussion for that Grammy too. Wow, they really said pick the name one other song on that the, album. They said pick the safest option. That's, yes. that's what the Grammys that's always safe. do. So I mean, going into the Grammys, I already knew, you know, the way the Grammys does shit. They usually pick the safest option. So I knew Kanye won't win in that Grammy because Jesus was like the most abrasive album ever. I mean, and, and when he talked about making that album, he was like, "Yeah, I made this album to say fuck the music industry." That's I was understandable. Why like, right. he might not have won it. But it was lit, though. <laughs>
2: but it
3: was lit. <laughs> That's
2: probably man. the reason why I never care about those. Because, like, also, I listen to music from, like, what my grandparents would have listened to. Mm-hmm. Like, half the band's dead now. So they're not winning any more awards. So but I usually really i watch
1: the Grammys. Any. I'll watch the Grammys if Kanye's um, nominated. Because, I mean, he's got 21 of them. So, man, I just watch to see if he gets more. That's pretty much the only reason I watched. I watched them one year because Metallica was performing, and then they forgot to turn James Hetfield's mic on, so all you heard was Lady Gaga singing a Metallica song. It was, oh, my
3: God. It was pretty oh,
1: garbage. God. Yeah, I don't think I've watched the Grammy since then because Kanye hasn't been nominated.
0: <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched a single one, honestly.
1: I kind of forgot. I hate Kanye. I hate the country music award shows because they always just. The hosts are what kills it for me, cause they have all this canned comedy shit that some dumbass wrote, you know, probably two weeks yeah. earlier, and the jokes suck. It's not fucking funny. Carrie Underwood and Brad Paisley are up there every year. It's fucking terrible.
0: The um the the only good thing to ever come out of the CMAs was when they snubbed George Jones, and they didn't i think i think he wanted to play the full song and it was choices yeah. and they told him he can't play the full song you're only getting half the song and then we got to move on and he's like i'm george fucking jones are you shitting me and so alan jackson who was invited on he goes on to play his song it was a pop a top i think
1: and he ended up playing choices
0: he, he he stops the song halfway through i mean just a hard cut and then he plays choices all the way through. And then he storms off the stage looking pissed as hell. It was awesome. That's lit. I, That's I respect incredible. the shit out of Alan Jackson. Yeah. Uh, dude, Alan Jackson just announced his farewell tour. And What? I'm, I ain't doing well, boys. I'm not doing well. I'm not handling this very great. He, really, yeah. he
1: announced his farewell tour.
0: Yeah, he's, he's yep, doing his football last team, right? call
1: tour. Holy shit, I didn't know about and, this. I'm gonna go see him.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm hopefully gonna go to one of the shows too because I I need to see him live before he quits. Oh my god, time.
1: he's coming to Greensboro. Let's go. Yeah, he's gonna be not and too far for me in October. September the 10th Uh Let's say this October, late October.
0: <laughs> well, he's gonna be closer to us in October there, Bryce. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm hopefully going is he's got a show in
1: Pittsburgh, October the eighth. Yep,
0: yeah, yeah, Pittsburgh, that's where I'm going. Um <clears throat> Lexington,
1: Kentucky, that's kinda close to you. Kinda. No, not, no. The, not the dirt. Not the dirt.
0: Not to me, no. Oh
1: that's, yeah. that's still four and a half for me.
0: Yeah. But yeah, nah, like I, I can't guess not believe
1: he's coming to Greensboro. That's not a very big place.
0: I guess Alan uh he's had some I guess nerve issues. I think is, is, is what has been hindering him. Um, and I think I mentioned it on the podcast before, but, like, yeah, people were kind of, like, starting rumors that, like, oh, he's uh, a relapsing alcoholic. He's drinking all the time because he was, like, stumbling around stage and stuff. But no, really, it was just, like, nerve issues. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's really getting to him bad. And that, that sucks, man, because, like, Alan Jackson has always been, like, my favorite... Not not just, like, country artist, but, like, musician. I mean, literally, some of my earliest memories are, like, listening to Alan Jackson sitting in my dad's pickup truck. And, yeah, it just fucking sucks. This is why we need to, uh, I want to talk to the CEO of life as well as the concept of time so that I can uh, put a stop to this whole, you know, future thing.
1: You're going yeah, to have to take that up with Tracy Lawrence, bud.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean he keeps saying time marches on and i'm like dude fucking stop
1: let's <laughs> see and that's another thing now that we're talking about country music I, I went to a concert last friday saw tracy lawrence and clay walker and that it was a weird i wasn't expecting this right so when you hear that there's two artists right you know one of them comes out and he does his thing for like an hour and then the other one comes out does his thing for like an hour and that's it right that is mm-hmm. not at all what Tracy Lawrence and Clay Walker did. did they, they, ca- they came on the stage together at the same time and, oh, played, I I and played like four songs. And then Tracy left and Clay played like three more songs. And then Clay left and Tracy came out and played some songs. And they just kept like flip-flopping. Like Tracy would come out and play some of his hits. Then Clay would come out and play some of his hits. And then you know Tracy would come back out and they'd do some songs together. And the best part of the whole show was Tracy. Tracy Lawrence was like, uh, "We lost a bunch of people in country music in the last year or so, and I feel like, you know, we need to pay homage to to some of those people and blah blah blah." So they played like a little medley and sang mm-hmm. like all the all the people that have died from country music in the past few years. That shit was killer, brother. Mm-hmm. They played uh pick up man from Joe Diffie uh Kissing Angel good morning from Charlie Pride uh, they played fucking devil went down to Georgia the whole way through oh god it was <laughs> awesome
2: that like I'm not a country music person at all and that kind of sounds awesome to me
1: i mean to hear Tracy Lawrence and Clay Walker Go back and forth on The Devil Went Down to Georgia. I never thought that I would see that, yeah. but that was amazing. That's pro- that's that is that awesome. is the best country music concert I've ever been to.
0: Yeah, that sounds badass.
1: It was awesome. And I've seen Gary Allen, so that's saying something.
0: He's going to be near me this summer. I was kind of half thinking about it because he, he's fucking great.
1: Dude, you would not believe how perfect this Alan Jackson thing is working out for me right now. So it says (laughs) says pre-sale starts on Tuesday, right? Yeah. And the only way that you can get pre-sale tickets is to be a fan club member or have a city credit card. Well, guess what I just got the other day?
0: city credit card. A
1: city credit card. Let's go. The stars have aligned. The stars have aligned. Let me make sure September 10th isn't on a Saturday. (laughs) If it it is, I might say fuck y'all. Yeah. Bryce Hoffman to the 57 again. Yeah. September 10th is a Saturday. Oh, no. What What race is that? I hope it's not a playoff race.
2: I would assume it's a playoff race.
3: September. I don't don't think it
2: is. September 10th. It might be. September 10th is a playoff race that's Kansas, too. Oh, God. Kansas.
0: you best win before Kansas.
3: got Gotta win
2: Darlington.
1: And then Bristol to fall back on. Yeah.
0: You know uh, another musician who I really don't think is going to be touring much longer? Who's that? Phil Collins.
1: He's still touring? I wasn't aware of that. He's still alive?
0: Well, well, he's still touring. But he don't look too high. I guess back in 2007, he suffered some sort of spinal injury and got spinal nerve damage and uh i I was watching my brother-in-law i was talking to my brother-in-law today because i was genesis came on the radio i was like i fucking love phil collins and he's like yeah me too it's a shame he looks like death though i'm like what (laughs) so so i look it up and i seen like a video of like his last performance from a couple weeks ago and he looks like a skeleton he can't even play the drums anymore so he's just sitting in a chair singing like he can't even stand
1: that's sad He just just don't care anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't care anymore.
0: But yeah, it's pretty sad. Um, Like I said, uh, this whole uh, concept of time—I would like to revoke my membership. I don't, (laughs) I don't approve of this.
1: I don't approve. August twelfth in
3: Savannah, Georgia. Might be able to make that one work.
2: How far is that from you? Savannah, uh,
1: seven ish hours.
2: That's no further than what I drove to Martinsville. So,
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, that ain't too bad.
1: Greenville, South Carolina, but that's that is also on a Saturday.
4: Yeah.
2: I mean, it's, it, if it's on a Sunday, I mean, you're a teacher; it's like you're doing anything
1: on a Monday. Fuck! I will take a day off in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would... For Alan Jackson's Farewell Tour, I mean, what would you not do, you know?
1: Mmm... It's a pretty short list.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I probably wouldn't commit court, uh, war crimes. But... I,
1: I mean, I burned down orphanages for fun, so... <laughs> yeah, they, it's just the Geneva suggestions. So. Yeah, yeah, the, the Geneva, Geneva suggestions. suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever came up yeah. with rules for war was a quivering pussy.
0: Yeah, also, they don't even fucking matter because whoever wins is just like, hmm, we've reviewed this. We find ourselves not guilty. Wow. <laughs> and then the losers. And then the losers who like also committed war crimes are like, but you, you motherfucker, you're done. <laughs> you're you're
3: done.
2: done. Can't wait till we ban rifles for war.
0: Yeah, we'll go back to bayonets and swords.
1: Hell yeah! We just no no no. no. We'll go back to times. No, we'll go back to fucking uh, what was it? Like the Greek times where they're like, okay, we could either no, we could we could either have a battle and kill thousands of people, or your best guy versus my best guy, and that's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah we can do that. We could do that's that. Awesome. Just send the baddest motherfucker out there. You never seen um what's that movie? Troy. Nah. That's what um that's that's like what the Greeks did sometimes. They would just be I like, mean- uh how about instead of killing a bunch of people, we just like you put your best and I'll put my best and whoever wins, you know, takes whatever the fuck we're fighting over.
3: Yeah, I don't think And, of crazy. course, that
1: was, like, the Greek's idea because, you know, Achilles. Yeah. Motherfucker never lost until that pussy Paris shot him with the arrow.
2: God damn it. That's one thing I know very little about. Like what, Greek, Greek mythology? Yeah, yeah like I know
1: nothing about it. Bro, I did a book report on the Iliad when I was in high school. The Iliad is so fucking crazy. There's so it much is. wild shit going on,
2: dude. Isn't that like book makes pages? no fucking
4: sense.
1: The Iliad, yeah, it's it's, it's like three hundred
2: pages and just a roller coaster of whatever the fuck they could think of.
1: Yeah, it's just everything's going on at once. You know, there's like there's people happening, there's fucking gods interfering and everything. That's it's it's wild. Well,
0: isn't isn't there like a fairly reputable theory? That The the people who wrote it were literally high on everything, ever.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, the guy that wrote it was like a blind homeless man.
0: Yeah, who was also high on everything, ever.
1: Homer. never heard of Homer? I've heard of Homer. I know nothing about him. He's blind and homeless.
0: I didn't know he was blind, but I did know he was homeless.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the deal was, like, you know, he's blind, so he can't fucking write. So he was just like travel from town to town. He's like a bard or whatever. He would just travel around and tell people, "Hey, this is what happened fucking a thousand years ago." And everybody it's like,
2: "Hey, yeah, cool man. And the one kid's like, "Write this down, write this down." It's all <laughs> it, it's, down. it's literally like
1: I feel like the Iliad is like if some dude was just like on YouTube now making content and it was it was like if a dude came out with Game of Thrones and was like this actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically the Iliad. Yeah. And the wildest part about the Iliad is you can't keep up with, like... There's so many different prophecies that are all converging at the same time. You can't keep up with which one to, to like, monitor. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'd be reading...
2: So it's like reading a choose-your-own-adventure book all the yeah, time. Yeah, honestly, it's
1: crazy. Because there's, like... Nine different characters that all have this weird prophecy about them. Like, um, when the when the Greeks made the Trojan Horse and gave it to them, supposedly there was like this one, what was it this one woman who like won a race against one of the gods, and like the god granted her a wish, but the god was like salty that he lost the race, so he fucked like he fucked the wish up. So basically, she wished that she could see the future. And she could, but the problem was she could see the future, but nobody believed anything she said. So she saw the future that the fucking Greeks were gonna give them a big wooden horse, and then that they would use the horse to fucking kill everybody. And then when she told them that, they were like, "Oh, you're fucking crazy." And They didn't listen to her. Hmm.
2: It's like a fever
1: dream. Yeah, it, it's, it's it really wild. Is,
4: they,
0: yeah,
3: it, every it, Iliad... every
1: single plot point of the Iliad has like eight layers to it. It's yeah, nuts.
0: And it, it makes no sense. It's
1: sounds like a good read.
3: Yeah, and then, yeah, totally.
1: The Odyssey is like the sequel, and the Odyssey is like much more straightforward, but it's still wild as shit.
2: I like to imagine like the editors. At that time, we're like, "Listen, man! Like, we love the stories, but we gotta dumb this down a bit. Like, it's hurting the audience."
4: Yeah. they're like
1: everyone's brains hurt right now.
2: Please, they're stop.
0: like sitting in like, like we just discover the wheel, man. Like a modern day office, but all the decor is like Greek shit, and it's like of the period, but it's very clearly trying to emulate like a modern day office. And and they're just sitting down. And they're like, "Listen, uh, as the publishers, as the only publishers in pretty much the entire fucking country." Um, we're gonna need to tone this down a bit. Uh, you know, I, I could get behind the giant horse, but but when you put people in it, how the <laughs> fuck do you get people in a horse? How, do,
1: how many people can you put in said horse?
0: Yeah, how many fucking people? And then, listen, Homer, they, they took the horse in, they didn't think, nobody heard anybody in the horse. They didn't think to check the horse. Their, their mortal enemies came up to them and said, hey, here's a fucking giant wooden horse. And they didn't think, hmm. Well, that's a tad bit suspicious. No, they just took it in. Now nobody's gonna believe this, Homer. We gotta, we gotta dumb this down.
1: Not only that, but they had a parade for the horse.
0: Yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, thank you for this wonderful gift of uh, of a giant wooden horse. What kind of gift is that?
1: Well, they gave it he- to them. They, apparently, the patron god of the city of Troy was associated with horses, which is why the horse was the thing. So they gave it to him, basically as like a tribute to their god and like saying, you know, this is our consolation prize. Like we're sorry, we tried to invade you. We're gonna go home. Here's this thing to give to your god. And since they were all like scared to make their god angry, they accepted it. Hmm. Understandable,
2: I guess.
0: I suppose. They're
2: like, I do
1: imagine. There's but just then guy there. he's like, but where then did we fucking, park the fucking. Then Odysseus comes out of the fucking. Uh, comes out of the horse and then goes up and throws the fucking prince, who's an infant, into the flames of the city. Oh my God, that's wild. Yeah, it's, it's fucked up. Oh, and then uh, they kill. Uh, who is it? Hector. Hector kills Achilles' gay lover. So then Achilles goes and ties him up and drags him behind his chariot. And rapes his corpse for like 12 days. (laughs) Yeah. Days? Yeah, 12 days. Days. And then the king of Troy, who was Hector's father, leaves the city and goes and confronts Achilles and says, hey, give me my son's body back so I can bury him and he can go to heaven or whatever the fuck. And Achilles basically says, get fucked, old man.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, when I was in school, obviously I was homeschooled, um, and a lot of homeschoolers aren't the brightest. But we would do these virtual meetings where, like, everybody would get on. Basically, it was like it was like a shitty version of Discord where we'd all get in a call, and the teacher would be there, and we'd do it like once a week for each class. And uh, I remember when we were learning about the Iliad, and the Odyssey. There was a frightening amount of students who did not realize that it was fiction. They right, thought what? this they thought this was history. They like legitimately they were like, "Yo, so this shit really happened?" And I'm like,
1: "There's a there's a lot this? there's a lot of people there's a lot of historians that believe that." I, I And really if you look at I, if you look at archaeological evidence, Without all of the supernatural parts, everything else happened. Everything else absolutely happened. The Greeks did invade the city of Troy and burn it down. That did happen. The and horse, saw a little we, don't wood there. we don't know about the fucking horse. We don't know.
2: I like to imagine it was actually there. And they. Oh, it was, like, moving
1: that thing. I oh. mean, honestly... Alright, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking of this in terms of like, okay, so, if you just remove all of the supernatural aspects of the Iliad, all that shit probably happened. Yeah, it's it's plausible.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of, yeah, if you remove the supernatural
1: aspects,
4: but then It's just like like
1: when Jefferson wrote a Bible, but took all the fucking miracles and stuff out of it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, conceivably, this happened. Sorry, what? Yeah, the Jeffersonian Bible. You never heard of that? No. Like so, Thomas Jefferson wrote a version of the Bible that was just, you know, without magic.
2: Oh, so it's a good version.
3: That's yeah, the realistic <laughs> version. <laughs>
0: so,
2: so is it just like a four-page book about a man getting crucified? Then? No, or I mean what? it's
1: it's pretty long. I mean, it's just like it's all the other books of the Bible. Just all the parts where, you know, Jesus turns fucking three fish into 40,000 to feed a bunch of people. It was like, yeah, that didn't happen. Took that part out. Like, they caught those fish. Yes.
0: I'm confused how you could compose an an entire version of the Bible without magic, because...
2: I think writing Harry Potter about the wizards.
0: So much of it, like, okay, think about, like... Uh, Moses. I mean, this is also
1: the same guy that wrote the Declaration of Independence that said all men are created equal while owning several slaves.
0: This is true. (laughs) This is
2: true.
1: All white male
2: (laughs) owners of land straight
1: Straight white males.
0: Yes. I guess that makes sense, but I don't know. It's just like, there's so much that relies on it. Like, the parting of the Red Sea doesn't make sense without magic. Flood doesn't make sense without magic. The whole, you know, seven plagues upon the pharaoh or whatever the fuck it was. They actually
2: proved that 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 was possible. Were the plagues? Yes.
0: Oh, you know, I think I saw that same documentary. Weren't they like, oh yeah, there's a reason frogs could have fallen from the sky? And I'm like, what?
2: No, it wasn't. It was like they explained why the river ran red because it was like a a flood season, and it was like a fungus or something. It was like the clay would turn red, and Mm. that year, I guess it like. It just happened to, to be muddier than normal. So it made the water really red. So it was like, oh, blood. And then, Flood. like, and that caused the, it's like the step with the grasshoppers or whatever. I guess it caused them to freak out. It's like a whole chain reaction of stuff that could have
1: happened. Oh like, it's very plausible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's completely plausible It's like all a, the plagues like happened. Yeah, it's like a one in a billion chance, but you hit that one. It's like, you know, but yeah, I mean, I understand there's like scientific proof that, like, yes, the Nile would turn red from time to time. You know, it could have been anything, it could have been an algal bloom, anything. Um, fucking, it does from time to time rain frogs. That's a thing that happens. Yeah. Um, the grasshopper thing, like a plague of locusts, was not out of the ordinary, especially for Africa. Yeah. But then you get to the part where it's like, okay, all the firstborn kids are dead, and yeah, it's like, that... I mean, that seems
2: oddly selective for a regular fever. Yeah, like you've got the two, you've got twins, and the one that popped out first
3: is like, fuck.
1: I just like the Old Testament because it's metal as fuck. Like everything in the Old Testament is just wild as shit. Cause like, is there God, God, God that comes ridden? down. God comes down and tells everybody, like, "Hey, look, I'm gonna kill all the firstborn people. The only way your kids aren't gonna die is if you slaughter a fucking lamb and spread its blood on your door." Holy shit, that's <laughs> metal as fuck. Yeah. But you know, or the Norwegian fact that he, or the fact that he had like, you know, his favorite person, and he was like, you know what, and you know what my favorite part about you is your fucking hair. Don't cut it. As soon as they cut it, he's worthless. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know, that's not even like the worst part about the story of Samson. Like, okay.
1: The best part about the story of Samson is how he killed five hundred men with a donkey's jawbone.
0: So, but it's not even just that. Okay, so so picture this, right? You have this massive behemoth of a man. Yes. And and on his way to, I believe it was a wedding, he uh he sees a dead lion and there's and there's bees that have apparently nested within this dead lion's corpse. And so he's like, "Hmm. I'm a sane human being, so I'm going to I'm going to reach into this corpse and eat some of that honey." Why? Nobody sees him do this. Nobody sees him do this. This is just him. Okay? He goes to the wedding, and he says, you know what? I'll make a bet with all of you that I can tell you a riddle that you can't solve. And if you can't solve it, you owe me, uh, what was like linen or some fucking thing? I don't even know. But it was a bet where they had to solve his riddle. So what riddle does he come up with? But he comes up with, um, wait, what was it? It was like From the Beast... Something sweet. Something sweet. Something... Basically, it was a riddle about him eating the honey from the fucking corpse of the lion. Again, something that nobody witnessed him doing. And... Then his wife rats on him, and they're like, hey, so uh, that riddle is literally impossible because he has a child's understanding of the world where he thinks because he saw something, everybody saw it. So you're not going to be able to solve that, right? And so then they're like, oh, he tried to cheat us. So upon being called out online, or or basically cheating the, the bet... Samson decides the only logical response to being called out for lying is to murder an entire race of people and kill 500 of them. And then he leaves after murdering all these people and you know what he says? He says One day,
1: I'll have my revenge. What? <laughs> after he killed them. One after day I will them. have revenge.
5: Yeah, it, eight, it
1: ain't today. Yeah, it wasn't enough. <laughs> I must kill more.
0: Yeah, that whole story is is insane. It is absolutely. insane. I've never
1: even heard of
0: it. You've never heard of Samson and the lion? No. Oh my god, it, it's incredible. Yeah, like and I then, said, The Old Testament
1: okay. metal is fuck, dude.
0: The, the best part is how it ends, Price. So, so, so Samson deciding that he's not got enough. Um, he has not got enough revenge on the people who have wronged him by calling him out for for cheating. He goes into the forest, and he ties two hundred foxes together at the tail, in pairs of two. He then, in the knot of the tails, puts a torch, and he releases these flaming, terrified foxes, (laughs) which are conjoined at the tail, into the village of the people that he did not like
1: and burns it down and
0: he burned it to the fucking ground. Well, eventually, after he burns it to the ground, his wife is starting to be like, "Okay, this 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 motherfucker's terrifying. I don't I don't want to be uh, associated with this man." So so what he, she does is she tries she starts nagging him about, "Oh, well, what's the source of your power? What is the source of your power?" And at, at first he lies. At first he lies and he says, "Oh, well, you know, the source of my power is uh, it's 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 like my fingernails or something, you know, but eventually he gets so tired of her incessant nagging It's like Jesus Christ. Okay, bitch. It's my hair. Just stop stop. It's my hair. The hair is the source of the power So then they cut his hair and now he's powerless and they tie him to a pillar in this giant coliseum and finally Everyone's like Jesus Christ. We got this this madman this lunatic. He's 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 tied up we, We've finally won no more death will befall our people. And then, and then Samson, he looks to the skies and he says God, it's time for my revenge. So then God gives him his power back. <laughs> and he pulls down a pillar and the entire thing collapses and everybody dies. And that Bryce... Metal as fuck! That Bryce is how the story ends.
1: What? Metal yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Oh my god.
2: I, I want that. I Mm -hmm. want that made into a movie. Yeah. Uh, By
0: the way, B Hicks, uh, we're in the middle of recording a podcast. So welcome to the podcast. How you doing?
6: Hey, doing good. We're uh, we're we're doing Bible study today. You guys are in the wrong channel for this. I did not expect to be be jumping into a podcast. Yeah.
2: Oh, you're here now.
6: Yeah, you're here now. This is happening.
2: It's a new low. They invited me for Christ's sake.
6: <laughs> I should probably pay attention to this and stop trying to watch the video of me hitting John.
2: Oh
6: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you hear the uh, did you hear the interview that John
0: gave? Oh yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I skipped it. I actually I did not hear that. made sure not to listen to
1: it. Did he say anything nice?
0: He was like uh, embracing uh, tried to kill me. You know, I thought we could let bygones be bygones, but uh, he wants to hit
6: me five times and I don't quite understand that. But anyways. <laughs> He said that I tried to kill him three times. Yeah. And I failed each time. Yeah. See,
3: so yeah, it was a good interview, but. Uh,
1: Hell
6: yeah. I was just making sure that the broadcast got it, the event. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we did, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm looking at it.
4: Yeah,
0: that uh, that broadcast was disappointing for me. I already kind of told. Bryce and, and Cam this uh, before we start recording. But are you aware of any of, of the clusterfuck that happened with this broadcast, PX?
6: Yeah. Yeah. So it, that uh, that question about who wants to be in the broadcast booth and uh-huh. the answer is not, not looking good. So, essentially, BX, what has happened, and to the listeners at home, if anybody watches this
0: broadcast. So, normally I take my job as a 3 TV commentator, pretty pretty relaxed, because, you know, a lot of what we do is just kind of smaller, and, you know, it's supposed to be a sort of chill environment, and it is what it is. Um, but this, you know, I was, like, going into this broadcast, I want this to be good. You know, we got, we got a pro driver in the league for the first time. This is pretty big for them. I want this to be good. And we got this new commentator, and earlier today I was in Discord with him, I was orienting him, and I'm thinking... And honestly, he would have been. I'm like, this guy is going to be amazing because he knew all the right questions to ask. Like, he's talking, like, he's asking me, like, okay, what do the crew chiefs do within a NASCAR race? Like, what do you think the crew chiefs will be doing during this race? He's like, which tires are going to wear the most, yada, yada. Just a a bunch of really good questions. Um, So I knew he was prepared for this broadcast. Unfortunately, uh, with him being in Australia, there was some time zone issues. Uh, and he did not show up for the actual... first, he showed up an hour early, and then he didn't show up till like, lap 12 uh, for, for the second time. But he was having a lot of internet issues. Uh, I guess over in Australia, they're having a lot of flash floods, and he was helping uh, some neighboring communities with their cleanup efforts, which is honestly great. I mean, that's a, that's a cool thing to do. Um, but he was not home, so he was doing the broadcast basically off of his uh, cell phone network and it was very spotty he kept dropping out uh, every so often and then eventually he just dropped out and didn't come back and i'm like well great now i'm doing this on my own that's unfortunate can't get much worse right well then carlos puts out the the ad for somebody to hop in the booth and uh yeah it, it just it was just a it was a mess from from beginning to end, and I feel bad because, like, I don't know, I, I wanted to give the league a better broadcast, but things just did not work out. It was fighting a lot of different issues.
6: Yeah, it's a real shame.
0: But it is what it is. We'll go on to the next broadcast, hopefully less technical difficulties. Um, the co-commentator, Andrew, he said he was going to be Home next week, so there won't be any spotty cell connection, and he should be there for the whole thing, which is good. Um, And he was good, like when he was there, uh, he he was very good.
2: Uh, Yeah, he sounded awesome.
0: Yeah, he he knew what he was talking about. He he was really good at at, you know kind of speaking up and filling the filling the gaps. And I'm looking forward to working with him more. I I really am uh, because he will be very good. It's just unfortunate the way it all
1: played out. I gotta ask when you when you get a new person in the booth. And you're like acclimating them or telling them what to watch for. What do you What do you tell that person about all of us?
0: Uh, generally not a whole lot. Like usually, if I'm if I'm the one that's orienting them, which it tends to be me for some reason, even though you, I would think Carlos could do a better job. Um, I throne usually i just walk them through like the general broadcast process like okay carlos is going to come in and he's going to give us little bits of info but you're not going to you're going to be able to hear him but the broadcast won't pick him up uh you know he'll have a live stream up where you can see his perspective and uh you know this is kind of generally what we talk about if we need a break we can do a crank it up yada yada yada. and then if they have any other specific questions i'll answer those um like, like I said, Andrew, his specific questions were, like, about crew chiefs, tire wear. And then he also asked, um, He asked like, who was good at intermediates like this or who was good at this kind of track. And I was like, well, um, really, there's a few drivers that are pretty good. I was like, well, you're going to look out for, you know, Cam. He's good at flat tracks. Bryson is his home track. He always does pretty decent here. And then you got the, you know, the Conti guys, Adam Benefield and all them. I just kind of you know, gave him the rundown. It's basically all I ever do. Because it's really, people think it's a complicated process. It's, it's fucking not. <laughs> like, Carlos handles the complicated stuff. He does. Honestly, he is the absolute goat, because everything that is difficult, he does. Like, if, if you're a commentator for the 100% Cup Series, literally all you need to do is get in the Discord, watch the race, and talk. That That's the whole thing.
3: Fuck, I could do that.
6: Yeah. fortunately for a lot of people, the talking part is the hard one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
6: Uh, I knew it was coming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, the one time you tried to get him to talk. Wait, are we talking talk, about Cody?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just me. Okay.
0: Maybe. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, we did try to get Bryce to talk, and this well, this time he couldn't talk because he didn't have permission for some reason. And then last time I pulled him in, he was suffering from heat stroke and <laughs> didn't know where he was.
2: What? I know it's not, I, I didn't, you don't know about this? No. What? Okay. <laughs> Did something happen during the race? It's so the Daytona
1: 500. Oh, um, it's Daytona.
2: Yeah. So the way in my, I, I live in a dorm room by myself and to keep the perfect temperature, you can put the heat on low and you open the windows. It stays like 72. I know that's hot for most people. I'm always cold. Ignore it. I'm weird. But the windows opened from the bottom, and it was real windy that night, and the windows got shut. So I had my heat on low, and my windows were shut, and I was driving, <laughs> trying not to, you know, do anything stupid. And my room got up to like 98 degrees, and I was wearing jeans and a sweatshirt. So and trying yeah, you to were drive.
1: running the July Daytona race. It's yeah, I,
2: I was running the Southern 500 in, like, 1960, where I was just, like, dying a heat stroke. And RJ had talked to me, like, not even a minute before Dirt got in there, and I thought RJ had come back. And Dirt was trying to interview me, and I'm like, I'm scared, man, I don't know what's going on. Because I <laughs> legitimately had, like, y- you could have told me I was at the Daytona 500, and I would have been like, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm driving a cup car right now. Like, I was confused where I was. I really didn't know where I was until the end of the stage it, it was
0: two. It was bad.
2: Yeah, I felt terrible afterwards.
0: I, I was just like, should I, uh, <laughs> should I call somebody? Is he all right?
2: <laughs> yeah, like I was legit. Like, if stage one was probably five laps longer, I'd pull off the racetrack. So that was going to pass out. I was seeing spots at the end of the stage. It was not fun at all. So uh, now I race a little more prepared.
6: Yeah, yeah. Just one more thing on the checklist.
2: Yeah, it's like I've had these windows closed like once or twice ever, and of course the night that you know it's my first big race in I don't know six months, and that has to happen.
1: Well, since Bryson's here, how you feel about National League having a DH now?
6: Oh, don't get me fucking started. <laughs>
1: Hey, let's shit on Rob Manfred, we always should know Steve O'Donnell. let's give Rob Manfred his due
6: i'm I'm fucking disappointed in the players that they accepted that deal.
1: I am too honestly, I mean, as much as I wanted baseball back and as much as I wanted opening day to come up that was bullshit. The owners fucked them again again, and the I mean they're they like made. they're like this is the second longest. Uh, lockout in MLB history. I'm like, yeah. The other one was three times longer. And they actually got what they wanted that time.
6: I don't things
2: exist anymore. Like, stay locked
6: out. Like, the offers they were making, like, a month ago were still in the owner's favor. The players just got so fucked.
1: It was bad. But, I mean, I am glad that doubleheaders are actually full games now. They don't start fucking runners on second base and extra innings. I mean, the National League thing, I'm, I'm a Red Sox fan, so that doesn't really, I guess, affect me that much.
3: Yeah.
1: But, I mean, now there's, like, a lot of guys that are in for a job that might not have otherwise had one.
6: Yeah, Albert, I'm not sure how, how pool will specifically. Yeah, probably Albert's the only major one. Like, I don't think that they're going to have dedicated Nessa Cruz DHS. is probably
1: going to get some good money out of it.
6: I, I want your opinion on two things about it. Okay. So, number one, expanded playoffs. Bullshit. Yes.
1: I do not want to see... I mean, alright, so the NFL expanded their playoffs a while back, and then we started getting, like, literally 500 teams... Like eight and eight teams in the playoffs. They do not seven belong there. They do, yeah, the fucking Giants make the playoffs at seven and nine. It's bullshit. They lost most of their games and they're in the playoffs. And I don't want that to happen in Major League Baseball, which it probably won't. I mean, you, you still pro, you might have teams like in the mid '80s and wins that make it, but probably not. But yeah, it's still I stupid. I,
6: saw. I think I saw something that like somebody looked at 12 games or 12 teams versus 14 teams and like two 500 teams in the last like 20 years would have made it with 12 and with 14, it would have been like seven under 500 teams would have made it yeah. in the last 20.
1: Ridiculous. It's, it's so dumb. Like you're going to, you you play 162 games. And basically if you expand the playoffs to 14 teams, Half of them make it. So what does what does the regular season even mean? It's the same problem with the cup. It's, dude, the, it's the same outside. problem with NASCAR. It's like uh, the fucking it, oh. The first round's you, useless. You, you won. You won a race in the first twenty six races. Wh- whatever you did for the other twenty five does not fucking matter. Stupid.
3: It is pretty stupid. I think I think we should go
1: back. Not to the not to the original way baseball did playoffs, where like, you know, only the fucking best team in the American League made it, where they didn't have series. It was just the World Series that we shouldn't do that. But I think we should do it to where there's just six teams in the playoffs. That makes the most sense, best from each of it. Yeah, every division winner makes the playoffs, and everybody else can fuck themselves. Then you get better next year and hope you fucking make it. Exactly. And now they're talking about they're going to make the, the the schedule this year is supposed to be like every team is going to play every other team at least twice. Like, what? Yep, yeah, that's starting next year. Why? That's so stupid. We should go. I mean, I'm saying we should go back to when, like, most of your games were against teams in your division So all the fans cared about it. And you only make the playoffs if you win your division. So all the fans actually care about what teams you're playing. I mean, the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry doesn't happen unless, you know, shit is the way it was then.
6: Yep.
2: It's like
1: 16
2: when Cleveland, like the only team that could beat Cleveland was the Twins for some fucking reason. Yeah. They the, were terrible with the everybody twins else. The Twins just killed but the fucking every, Indians. Every time we played the Twins, I would just be like dreading that game because I'm like, we're going to fucking lose this for no goddamn reason. Yeah. And it, it, it made it fun to watch. I mean, sometimes, but <laughs> other times I'd be like, really? It's like we can beat everybody else. We went fucking 23 games in a row, and then we can't beat the Twins.
1: Just like the Giants and the Dodgers. The fucking... The Dodgers ran away. And they're like, oh, we're gonna leave New York because there's too many fucking teams in New York. We're gonna go to LA. And then San Francisco and then the Giants are like, hey, psych weird your division now, bitch. We're back.
6: Yeah, I I definitely I'd prefer realigning it and going back to the championship series and just four teams making it. Cut cut the leagues in half, two divisions, each division winner makes it.
2: I'd be fine Wouldn't with that. be totally against that.
1: I I don't think we should change the divisions. I think we should keep. Those, I think it's find the way. What I like the way. Or it is just now. have six. You know, just have six teams make it.
6: I can definitely get on board with that.
2: Six teams is better than twelve. Let's all agree on that first. Yes,
1: that's fucking stupid. Man,
2: but it doesn't make
6: ridiculous. as much money, so the owners yep. will never
1: take. Yeah. More games, more money.
5: I have to tell have
2: more fucking games, nobody cares about the games. If you've only got four games that matter, those people are going to only watch those four games if you've got 18 games. only You're only going to watch four that you care about. I don't... Ugh.
6: My favorite part was how the owners sold the rights to the expanded playoffs before they ever agreed to it.
2: Yes.
3: That's the right.
1: most baseball thing ever. Yeah and
6: the other thing i wanted to ask you about about your opinion is so the commissioner now has the right to starting next year ban shifts when he whenever he decides to how do you feel about that
1: whenever he decides to i thought they were that's just like... i thought they were just <laughs> banning shifts
6: no they're they're not straight up banned he had he has the right to the, to ban them
1: that's like actually that's action. even worse action action would it, would be, car it would be better than It would be better to just say that they're banned.
6: Well, it'll just be, it'll probably be banned 2023, but there's, the players gave him the right to ban them at some point in the future.
1: So they're not doing it this year, but they gave him the authority to do so moving forward. Yes. At any given time. Okay. So.
6: He can just give them a month and a half notice.
1: Okay. Okay.
3: That's stupid.
1: I don't yes. know I don't know how else to say this. It's stupid. It's that would be like that would be like if the NFL said that okay, Roger Goodell has the option to say that a too high safety look is illegal now. You can't have two safeties in coverage. It's basically the same thing. Or you or it's like the NFL saying, Oh, you can't have more than seven players at the line of scrimmage. Or in the box. Like, it's it's obviously, it's obviously just a grab to say, okay, we want more offense. We want more people on base. We want more runs to be scored. Which is flying completely in the opposite direction of what they've been saying for the last five years where they're like, oh, the games are too long and people are bored. So we need to make the games end faster. Well, if you put fucking people on base all the time, the game takes longer.
3: baseball's
2: not a high scoring game necessarily like it's not supposed to be that's the fucking tension of baseball it's like one
1: run could be the whole fucking game i would much i would much rather like in the playoffs last year i like watching playoff baseball because a lot of times the pitching is what you know comes to the forefront and i would much rather watch a 3-2 game than a fucking 12 to 8 game any day absolutely Agreed. But, I yeah, mean, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's just, you know. Baseball's doing the same thing that NASCAR did. They're like, oh my god, the NFL has these great ratings. Why do they have them? Well, the last few years, they made a bunch of changes. And there's more offense. And people love fantasy sports. And so they're doing the fuck out of that. And everybody loves it. So we're going to do it too.
2: Stupid. Can you imagine how much more diverse our stuff could be if we didn't follow the NFL?
3: Voice battles are fucking cool too, but whatever. Yeah. I mean Yep. Yeah. And like my I'd, even, opinion
1: on I'd it, take the chase back over what the fuck we got now.
6: I would too. Yeah. Like my opinion on why banning the shift is so fucking stupid is like everybody thinks it's going to like fix the main issue that people have with baseball, like too many strikeouts, too many home runs, not enough like things happening on the field. And people think the sh- banning the shift is gonna change that. It's not. You're making players like Joey Gallo better, and Joey Gallo is the most boring fucking player to watch ever.
1: Yeah, he's the most three true outcomes motherfucker in the league.
6: All he does is fucking All he does out, is walk, walk and strike run. out,
1: and hit dingers. That's all he does. Okay, yeah, you're gonna add what? Maybe twenty hits to his season?
6: Not
3: even twenty. Maybe five. I'm
1: being aggressive. I mean, yeah, his batting average might go up. Cool. And that's and here's another thing that really pisses me off about this shift thing. Baseball is the one sport that I feel like you can actually compare stats across a large, you know, time span.
6: Oh yeah. You can go back to at least like nineteen twenty. Yeah,
1: from like from like the thirties up to Pretty much now. You can compare. Just stats. You can look at a guy and be like. Well he's got this much war compared to this guy. From fucking 60 years later. Or you can look at batting averages. Because the game hasn't changed that much. But now you're going to ban the shift. And now there's, now there's going to be. Dead pool hitters that gain. I don't know 10-15 points. On their career batting averages moving forward. And it's like, I, I, well, you didn't do this for Ted Williams. I have a question. Yes.
0: What is the shift?
1: Okay, so standard baseball protocol is that the second baseman and the first baseman will field the area between first and second base, right? Uh-huh. Then the third baseman and the shortstop will be on the other side of the field, so they'll be between second and third base. Gotcha. Shifting is where you move the second baseman either onto the outfield grass further back, if it's a left handed hitter, uh, and then put the shortstop like where the second baseman usually would be, and then have the third baseman just split the difference and be by himself on the other side. So you just Mm -hmm. add more defenders to the side that that hitter tends to hit the ball. So it gives you a greater probability of either catching a line drive ball that's hitting that direction, or you've got, you know, an extra person over there to field a ground ball that's pulled that way. So it just keeps them off base.
0: So basically what they're saying is they don't want people to catch a ball that is anything close to like a home run. Like if if they hit that bitch, well no, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be
1: close to a home run anyway.
2: Be like if it was in the in- the infield.
0: Yeah. Well, still, what I mean is basically they're saying, all right, if they hit it far enough, you can't have people out there to catch it. Is that what they're saying? Basically. Yeah.
1: Or they're, what they're really saying is that we in, in baseball. In baseball, the tendency of most hitters is to pull the ball. So a left-handed hitter would hit the ball to right field. A right-handed hitter would hit the ball to left field. That's that's the the overwhelming tendency of all baseball players. Yeah. So if you know going in that this guy hits like 80% of the balls that he hits are going to go to the right side, you would move an extra defender to the right side. That's shindig. Oh. But if you're not allowed to move that extra defender to the right side, then you just have less of a probability of keeping him from getting a hit.
6: Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's... yeah, that sounds really
0: dumb.
6: Yeah, they're, they're just telling the players like, I know that you know where this ball is going. You can't go over there. No, you're not allowed. Yep, yeah, you're not allowed
1: <laughs> to go over there. It's
2: their double yellow line rule.
6: I can, I can.
2: Oh, that's that sounds accurate.
0: <laughs> they, um, I can see where that would really irreparably fuck up the stat tracking,
2: like
1: especially to... Like... Well, it, it can for somebody, especially someone like Joey Gallo. That, like, if he hits the ball, it's going to right field. Period. He's not hitting the ball the other way. I don't think he's fucking physically capable of doing it.
6: <laughs> he can bunt. He does know how to bunt.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've seen him do that like three times. <laughs> you the right. But, I mean, it's just, it. he's probably going to get, you know, a higher batting average out of it, which is gaming the stats that have been in place for the last hundred years.
6: Yeah, I just I see it as players like Joey Gallo are gonna get better, so more players are gonna become like Joey Gallo.
1: Exactly, you're going they they say that they're doing this to eliminate three true outcomes players, but you're just gonna make more of them. Yeah, that sounds dumb.
0: So, uh, for uh, an idiot like me, the does the agreement that they reach mean that baseball is continuing with the season or what? what? Yes. yes. Okay. But basically it's just a really shitty deal and the players are not going to be making the money that they should be. Correct. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. yeah I know very little of baseball. Uh, basically just what Cam has told me. So there's that, but yeah, that uh, Sounds like baseball is just about as poorly managed as, like, Supercross and NASCAR, which is... And
2: any other sport that we Well, live.
1: and, and, and here's, here's the thing. You can always point to the man in charge and say it's his fault. And that is no more true than with baseball. Because Rob Manfred is a fucking piece of shit.
6: Rob Manfred hates baseball and you cannot convince me otherwise.
1: Yes. He doesn't
2: even know what it he is. He is
1: the commissioner of baseball and he doesn't like baseball.
0: That just sounds like He Stephen goes Arnold,
1: out of his that... way every chance he gets to make less baseball.
6: <laughs> and this is just optics of it, but it's fucking hilarious for what like it signifies. Like 2 weeks ago when they first passed like whatever deadline baseball wanted to set for playing the full season, Rob Manfred held a man held a press conference to announce it and he was smiling and joking with reporters before he went up on stage. Yep. And then earlier this week when they announced that they made it they made the deal, they're going ahead with the full season, baseball's back. He was, like, super somber and, like, frowning a little bit oh as he came to the God. stage. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, That's bad. That's bad.
1: He hates baseball.
0: How does one become the commissioner of baseball if you fucking I, hate I, baseball? I don't
1: Money. Know. He's a lawyer. You could... Ah, I mean... And I'm not saying... Well, I am saying this. Bud Selig is also a piece of shit, but he was a much better baseball commissioner. <laughs> he fucking liked baseball. You can be a piece of shit and be good at your job. It happens every now and then.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at Noah Gregson.
1: And I mean, I know that we we talk ill of the NFL a lot on this podcast, but a lot of people give Roger Goodell shit for you know, the job he does as the NFL commissioner, but when I look at the other major sports commissioners out here, He's the best one. Yeah. Yeah. Roger Goodell has done nothing in his time with the NFL but make fucking money.
3: Made a lot of people a lot of money.
0: So when does uh, when does baseball start up then?
3: 30-30.
1: April seventh is oh. opening day. Oh, they moved it. Yeah, they had to move it. Uh, spring training cool. starts what fucking Friday I
6: think it starts tomorrow
1: tomorrow holy shit it, and there's it, like still several people that haven't signed with new teams and shit
6: yeah players already reported to um to the camps
1: that's wild so I mean who's who's left out there like I think Chris Bryant and Freddie Freeman Carl, Carlos Correa yeah think? Carlos Correa too so that's three like, you know, huge names that still don't have a team right now. I know that um Bryce Harper's trying to get the Phillies to pay for Chris Bryant. Which is gonna be hard to do after they paid him three hundred and fifty million dollars.
3: So
0: not to switch sports or anything too much, but I-, I was gonna ask, uh did they ever get any golf in that I camp?
1: They did. Um not much though. So there's still people that yeah. have to play there's some people that never teed off for their second round. Jesus. So I don't I don't think Tommy Fleetwood played today. Um so there's a bunch of people that still have to finish the second round and then at some point tomorrow, probably around eleven thirty, is when we'll know who made the cut. And then the third round will start.
0: So they're they might be going into Tuesday then.
1: From the sounds of it, yeah. So they'll basically get like a half a day of golf tomorrow for the third round. Then guys will finish their third round Monday and maybe start the fourth. So we might end up seeing like the last five or six groups go off on Tuesday.
0: Yeah. That's his weather's been pretty well. I think they mentioned like on the broadcast that like sawgrass hadn't been rained out like that in like Forty years or something crazy.
1: Well, well, the thing is, it's never been rained out like this, and they've been playing at Sawgrass for forty years. So, yeah, yeah, it's
0: pretty wild. That's like when I was watching the nineteen ninety eight Daytona five hundred, and they're like, "We have ran this race. Uh, how many? What was it? Ninety eight was the how many Daytona five hundreds? Fortieth. Yeah, I think it, it might have been the fortieth. They're like, we've run this race 40 times, and it has never been rained out. It's rained after the Daytona 500, but never during. And I'm like, oh, man, yeah, that that would change very quickly.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, it rained like right. every fucking year. Yeah. Then it uh, – who was it? I think it was Matt Kenseth won one in the rain. Yep. He won yep. a big one that was in the rain. They, did, they didn't finish that one until, like, 1130. I remember it was super late. Then I remember – The fucking jet dryer incident with Juan Pablo.
4: Yeah.
1: My dad was there for that. That was the wildest shit ever. Like, NASCAR's all like, oh my god, we're all about safety. Let's put the fucking jet dryer out here (laughs) and the cars are fucking zooming.
0: I mean, every once in a while you just have those oversights in safety. It was just like Jules Bianchi's death. Like,
1: why the fuck? They they got a fucking forklift on the fucking track. Why the fuck they got heavy
0: machinery the rain. on the goddamn track in the rain? Like, how, do, how does this happen? Like, nobody looks at this and thinks, hmm. Bad idea. Per- it a bad idea. You
6: know, that, that just reminds me of, I think it was last year the year before, that that almost happened again in Formula One. Yeah, they, it was but, in Brazil. They let them on track while there were still machines on track, like, getting to the exit. And yeah. they just drove right by them.
2: It was when um the Ferraris killed each other. It was when Leclerc and Vettel ran into each other, destroyed their cars, and they were pulling off Vettel's car, and they were like lining up on the grid to go again. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa!
1: F one fucks up so much.
0: They do. Yeah. I I genuinely like. I want to like F one, but I I genuinely struggle to. I can't take it seriously. The politics
1: of it really hurt. Yeah,
0: it it all feels so fabricated. Like, especially, like, within the last decade. Like, people say that, like, oh, Max Verstappen shouldn't be the champion. That was... Yeah, okay, it was handed to him. Like, that was a fuck-up of the rules, and likely he shouldn't have won that race. But this has happened in, like, every other race... For the last 15 years, like some bullshit ruling has been made that was hypocritical in some way, shape, or form, to the point where most of the statistics that I look at and that I can find basically mean nothing. So because they yes, don't so actually like reflect the the performance.
1: There was the time that Lewis ran Sebastian off the track at Montreal, ran him off yep. the track, and then Sebastian finished the pass. While off the track, after Lewis took the track from him, went on to win the race, and then the Fi was like, "Yeah, you got a 10-second time penalty because you uh, exceeded track limits."
3: What?
0: Yeah, is bullshit. Well, and then yeah, well, and then similar. and
1: then there was the time that Lewis extended track limits for the entire race at Bahrain, and then yeah. when Max got fresher tires and was chasing him, they said, "Hey, tighten up them track limits, buddy."
0: Yeah, you can't. Be, you can't do that. You can't do. That. Yeah, and the best part is, I love whenever you call it the hypocrisy. I love Formula One fans trying to justify it because they're like, I remember very specifically. I can't remember who it was. It but was somebody. Somebody in Apex. It, it might have been Dalton. It might have been Kevin. If you're listening to this, fuck you, Kevin. Um, fuck you,
2: Dalton.
0: I one of them. That. One of them said, like, well, yeah, but when they warned Max, they also warned Lewis, so neither of them were allowed. And I'm like, yes, but you do realize Lewis had been doing it for, like, 40 laps at that point, so he already got a massive advantage from it by by the time they told him to stop. And, and he Max was had done still it like,
2: getting caught.
0: Yeah, and Max had done it, like, five times. So, that's like, it's like if somebody steals a million dollars, and then another person steals five dollars, and they're like, hey, stop stealing that five dollars, and you... Stop stealing that million dollars, but you both get to keep what you already stole. It's like, the dude with a million dollars is fucking making out, dude. (laughs) This is exactly what happened to Hamilton. But they're trying to say, but they warned them at the same time. Like, yeah, but that's not how it works.
1: (laughs) Uh, I just just can't get over the fact that last F1 race, man. I understand that they restarted the race.
3: Why the fuck did they let the lap cars by? It's
1: not in. It's not in the book.
6: Why was it not red flagged? Yeah, they, that's the red flagged flag the
1: race. That's what you're supposed to do. If you red flag the, the race, then everyone pits.
2: They all change tires, and it's a fucking duel to the finish. Yep. And Max probably wins anyway.
1: Yeah. And it. And here's the thing: if you red flag the race, and everyone pits, and everyone's on the same tires, and Max wins. Cool. Good job, Max. No controversy there.
2: You should have had it eight weeks ago, but it's cool, man.
0: Yeah. Well that's the thing. like the only reason Lewis was able to come into that race with it tied anyways is because of a bullshit ruling in, in Lewis's favor anyway. So literally you can look at it from both ways and be like this this entire championship was fabricated from every single angle. It, the, the championship is a house of cards, the likes of which is teetering precariously. And and eventually will fall. It it it's so it's so dumb. I I hate Formula One. I like old Formula One. I like watching old Formula One races. I don't even when.
1: like old Formula One. They were worse. fucking. They were worse then. Yeah, they but were, they sucked at the Ferrari because when fucking Alan yeah. when Alan Prost fucking wrecked Senna, and then no, no, Senna no. was off the track in the fucking chicane, and then he's like, oh okay, I've I've wrecked. I'll just drive through here and I'll rejoin the track. And then he goes on and wins the race and wins the championship. And then they're like, yeah, we're disqualifying you from the entire fucking race because you skipped the chicane that Alan Pross ran you off the track in.
2: Yeah. What? Engineering wise, though, those cars are fucking perfect.
1: Oh, yeah. That's. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I guess they've always been bad. The whole sport's kind of a sham
1: still not as bad as nascar
0: yeah i would say it's worse than nascar somehow at least hey at least the next gen car they can fucking pass
1: at least least formula one has a year-long points battle
2: i mean true. yeah if you mix the two you have the most biased incredible series yes but it's it's called IndyCar. (laughs) but we need to uh if only they didn't
1: have jimmy johnson Hey, he finished, like, 20th instead of 24th last week. Oh, good for him. Fucking God damn, I hate Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> fucking
2: Palo was second in the same car. Uh,
0: yeah, Jimmy Johnson really forgot what a car is. But anyways, I, I want to mention that. Like, how about the fucking next-gen car and the fact that they can they can race?
1: I'm so happy about it. Like, I wish it was that, that way in race. our racing. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty happy with the way it is in our racing, is if we could just do something with that draft. You get the draft, and yeah.
2: the car's Perfect.
0: But yeah, honestly, like, the next-gen car, they got issues they need to work out. Like, they, they need to work on the tires. The single lug may not be the best idea, as proven by Daytona. And the, uh, the whole mirror situation, like drivers preferring the mirror and not using the expensive-ass camera, that's kind of dumb. Also, safety concerns. I have safety concerns with this car, especially after Ross Chastain got knocked out, but the actual racing is pretty good. Like, like there's no yeah. dirty... I mean, is there the is best. dirty here, but it's...
2: uh, It's pretty this good. Is I'm this is the it. best start they've had for a new car. Like... Yeah. If they build on this, they've got it. But this, oh, yeah. is, the, this is the moment where they can decide if they're going to keep going and fix the bugs with this car or attempt to fix them and fuck up massively and ruin the whole fucking car.
0: Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, they could very easily fix the few issues. And I, I think they did do something to the tires. Because last week, the drivers that were getting blown tires, they weren't like getting stuck, at least not as easily. So, but
2: As long as they kept moving, they had a chance. Yeah, as an so auto club, even if they were moving, they would just stop.
0: Right. So I think they're working on it, and I think they are making improvements. It's just they need to they need to make sure they keep making improvements, and they they need to focus on the safety. And if they do that, they got a pretty good car in their hands because the racing has been very solid. Like Las Vegas, they were able to pass. Nobody was getting. St- yeah. You know, nobody ran the leader down from five seconds back, and then got stuck on their bumper because of dirty air, like. If you were faster than the leader, you could pass the leader. It was great.
2: And guys that can drive can actually show it. <laughs> Eric Jones.
0: Yeah. Well, until he fucks the end of the race with a, the caution, but...
2: Yeah.
6: I almost can't believe NASCAR actually did something right. It's I like, can't even My entire life has been lying to me if they're doing this right. I have yeah? K-O-T. Yeah, fuck you, bros.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, I can't believe they're doing anything right either. I still hate the fucking numbers. Like whoever moved
6: the numbers can.
1: I don't care. It. I don't even. Fuck you. It Fuck you. I'll die on this hill.
6: Yep. Yep. Get out of here. Yeah. I, whoever <laughs> whoever moved the numbers. Number.
1: You're indifferent.
2: You're the problem. You're, you're allowed to. They still use the fonts. The numbers still
1: fucking huge. Like it's not big enough.
6: I don't care. It looks terrible. It looks it's bad. It's bad. It
1: looks bad. They ruined the designs because they're not symmetrical. They were fucked up when the, st- the number was in the center of the door. That was the designer's fault.
2: It's still the designer's now, fault. Now, you can't, now
1: you can't even put the same logo on the other side because the fucking words won't line up right.
6: Stupid. Imaging Dex. Imaging Dex. Imaging Dex. <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: god, I forgot about that.
6: And, and Dex Imaging
0: is one of the motherfuckers that wanted the numbers moved. Dumb fucks.
6: They they had fucking quarter panel numbers on ARCA. That's what they were probably wanted. Fuck that. I don't know what Dex Imaging does.
2: But fuck them.
6: Fuck their
0: CEO. If I ever find their CEO...
2: They are funding the Wood Brothers. Fuck you, dirt.
0: If I ever find the CEO of Dex Imaging, I'm gonna park my power chair on their feet so they can't move, and I'm gonna fucking elbow their windpipe.
1: It's oddly specific. But yeah, fuck the forward numbers, dude. I get it. It's just a visual for, thing. It shouldn't be a big deal, but goddammit, it, I don't like it.
0: For legal reasons, that was a joke, and I'm not gonna assault the Dex Imaging guy. I
6: don't even know who it is, so I probably couldn't anyways. But
2: and that's a woman, and you're a horrible, horrible person, now, Dirk. Fuck, I've always been a horrible 60s. person.
6: If you don't yeah. say a specific name, it's okay. It's not illegal.
0: Yeah. yeah. Facts. Exactly. This has been law lessons.
1: Thank God we don't record SBR chat. <laughs>
6: Oh, I was actually I pretty
1: like- good tonight until I got behind fucking Robert Anderson.
3: Yeah.
6: yeah. Oh yeah, that was fun at the start.
3: Robert Anderson qualifies like
6: 7th and immediately goes backwards. Yep. Why did uh? Why did Brandon start in 40th, by the way? Uh, he
1: wrecked, he wrecked in qualifying. Dumbass. <laughs> I think he ended up finishing, what, 7th? Yeah, he had a really good good
2: day.
0: He had a really good car. He was.
2: I mean, he won division two. Yeah, I mean, when you make the the LDR guys go back and be like, "Hey, we need to fix something right now," I mean,
1: you know, and 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 the problem with that is, I wish we hadn't run. Yeah, same. Just let John (laughs) think he was good.
4: Well, we so he wouldn't go fix
1: it.
0: You know, Cam, that's the second time you made that mistake at Phoenix. You, on NASCAR Heat, you taught me how to drive Phoenix. Yep. And that was, like, the one race I won that season.
1: Yep. And you were I like, did. fuck, I, I shouldn't. We were teammates, though. We were teammates, man. I was helping. Yeah. Yeah.
6: You were going to be fucked anyways, Cam, because I saw Joseph Joseph had speed, and I'm like, oh, fuck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I was kind of hoping that we could keep it under wraps. But then I knew Joseph was going to run NIS, and I was like, fuck, I hope nobody else runs it. And then you ran it, and I was like, yeah, cat's out the bag, whatever.
6: Yeah, and I'll tell you, I found the speed oh. like an hour before the race.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh uh, I definitely noticed.
6: Yeah, we, we found it, and I, I told everybody, like I think only me and Ottinger ran that setup. Because I said, I found the speed, but I don't want to believe it because this car is fucking wrecking.
1: Yeah, It was. It fucking was. You had to wheel that motherfucker.
6: It it didn't turn, it turn was, in turn 3 though.
1: It did not turn in 3, but it was scooting through 1 and 2. I remember when me and Brandon were working on it, uh, You know, I was out there running laps, and he's like, where does it need to turn? I was like, on the exit of 2. That's all I want. If I, if I get that, I don't care about 3 and 4. I'll park over there. Just give me turn 2.
3: I
0: got a quick question. Who the hell is Joseph Joseph?
1: He's like the the main triad driver. The team I'm on now.
0: And that's his full name? Yes.
1: Yes. yes.
6: On iRacing it's on Joseph I Joseph is Joseph Joseph 2. Joseph two. What, there's another
1: one? <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> it might just be him. Maybe like Cody bird of 3. Might have started over at some point.
0: I mean, I respect it. I, I respect the fact that somebody named their child Joseph Joseph. I... I absolutely respect that.
1: He's a fucking wheel man, too.
0: Hell yeah.
2: With a name like that, you kind of have to be good at something. The fucker can drive, that's for sure.
0: He's got to be fast so he can outrun the childhood bullying for his name. Yes,
2: Yes, exactly. I used to race against a kid named Colby Quick. That was his fucking birth name. Was he quick? (laughs) Nice. Was he quick? Colby was quick as fuck. His brother, uh, Cooper, could not drive a stick up a ghost ass. They both had C
0: names? That's fucking awesome.
1: Yep, it was Colby and Cooper Quick. It is amazing. Did, did they live in Quickville? Yeah. They were from North, <laughs> Ca- were from North Carolina. Ah, uh, it's close enough.
2: Yeah. That is pretty close. They're like,
4: hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bryson, I came into the race tonight and I was like, Okay, if these guys didn't spend all day working on their setup, I'm gonna win the race. And then we get here and I wasn't running away, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. They worked on this all day. Yeah,
6: you know, when Adam and Dustin left um, D2, that's when we worked on it. Yeah. We made most of the games last night, and then I made last-minute adjustments and said, fuck it.
2: what would you up? fifth? Fourth?
6: Fourth. I, I thought say- I was going to get back to you, Cam. I really did. Nah, for a while I... there,
2: I was getting kind of nervous. I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna say." Anything. I
1: knew, I, I knew, as long as I didn't get held up by the traffic, that you weren't gonna get back. Yeah, I was because even I... though, like, you found the speed, I was still better. I think on the long run.
6: Alright, I was sending it too deep at the start because I was trying to pass people all day instead yeah. of just sitting behind them and waiting. See, that
1: was that was my that was my deal all night. I was like, "I'm not fighting y'all for shit. I'm just." <laughs> I'm not trying to pass anybody. Like I'm gonna run where I'm at, and if you try to pass me, I'm gonna defend it. And if you get by me, you can have it. Go ahead.
6: See, I was out here to throw hands with John. That was it. Yes. <laughs> Why, oh, I saw.
1: <laughs> I at
2: one it. point. At one point in the race, I was. We were talking about strategy and stuff, and like we're like, oh, we're gonna pit, you know all that. I'm like, right now, B Hicks is my favorite teammate because he's he's making all this easy for me to make some decisions here because. Told John up for
6: us to pass. I was
0: just, I was waiting for John to get spun to the inside wall.
6: Like I, yeah, I, was like, I no wish, I well.
1: wish you actually wreck him.
6: Say, I didn't want to wreck him. I just he hit me to pass me, so I hit him back. Now I hit him much harder than he hit me, but but he deserved it.
0: He generally does.
6: Yes, I. Ralph. Ralph was so fucking funny after. Oh God! What else did Ralph say? Oh, Ralph after the race said like, uh, he he said he didn't know the backstory of last year, and then but he said if you're holding somebody up for thirty laps, and then they have to they're gonna move you to pass you and you can't be mad about about that, like motherfucker. I can be mad at John for whatever I I want because he deserves it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Ralph is—he seems like one of those guys that says a whole lot, but yeah, none of it really.
1: I don't like Ralph.
0: Yeah, okay, I'm glad you said it. I, I can't say that I'm a commentator, so
6: I should have gone back and looked at it when I was watching the replay because, like, right after John finally got by me, I was pissed at Jason first because Jason was fucking pinching me down in one and two. Yep,
1: yeah. Jason and then I eventually fucking Superman s Taylor.
6: With on. a fucking modified, he was yep. doing that. No, no, no. And That's then, why I
1: was mad at Robert Anderson. I was on fresh tires. I'm coming through the field. Robert Anderson parks that fucker on the bottom of three and four and sees me coming.
6: Yeah. Fuck God, that so motherfucker. It, I could not drive off the bottom after 30 laps, and I was trying to fucking pass these guys. Were you sliding? Yes. Yes, I drifting. was
1: sliding so hard off of four.
6: God, but then... So then I get by Jason finally after like saying, Jason, what the fuck are you doing? Basically. And then I catch up to Ralph, who has engine damage, and I'm gaining so much down the straightaway, but he's doing the exact same thing. And like, I get it because I just, I just hit John, and John definitely told him about it. But then I get to his inside out of four, and he pinches me in the dog leg and almost spins himself off my nose. Jesus. And that's when I said, all right, Ralph.
1: Ralph was holding me up too, and I didn't even do shit. I was nice all night. The only car I made contact with was Adam, and it was I was fucking loose, and it wasn't even a big deal. Everybody was cool. But then I get, I get to Ralph after you know after the fucking pit stops, and I'm trying to chase John for a second, and he's like fucking blocking me coming down the front stretch. I'm like, what the fuck? Your car is totaled. Get the fuck out of my way.
6: Yeah, you had the second cleanest car in the field.
1: Yes. That was, that we, was we my entire world. goal. It was Nick and me.
6: And you hit the wall on lap 12.
1: Yes. <laughs> I've done that every week in this car. Yep, yep. I've also hit the wall every week. Every week in this car, I'll come off of a corner, and I've got a great run, and then it'll just stop turning.
6: It wasn't even stop turning for, for me. Fucking... Jason was in, or not Jason. Sean was in front of me and hit the wall and I was focused about John out back so I was just following Sean's tire tracks. And that was that was the lap that John hit me. Is that at the start finish line I hit the wall and then John got to my inside and doored me.
4: He's
3: got a real problem with that. Cuz
4: like at, door- cali-
3: at
1: California on lap 1. I got hit by Jordan Sailors coming off two. On lap 1. And it was, like, he- hella damage. Like, it was a lot. And then if, at Vegas, I hit the wall coming off of turn two on, like, lap eight. And then tonight, coming off of four on lap 12, I hit the wall. So if I could stop hitting the goddamn wall, I'd be okay.
6: okay I actually just thought of something else. So, Cam, were you actually in post-race at all? Um, I was there for probably, like, 20 minutes. All right. Were you there when I went over me and John? I think I'm pretty sure. Yes. So when he said he got tight, and then it shows, and then it shows that he right. was loose. Were you there for that dirt?
0: Uh, I didn't go to post race. I was tired as shit.
1: He said he All was right. tight, and then you watch, and it's yeah. it's very obvious that he's sliding.
6: Yeah, yeah. John said, "I got tight, and I hit you, and then you just try and wreck me, and then we go to his view, and in the corner he turns it to the right twice right before he turns into me." <laughs> was uh was ralph in the chat to see that yep <laughs> yeah, that was right before ralph said uh what he said oh, oh my god the, the funniest um. part the
1: funniest part of the whole thing was like you were showing that replay from my point of view because i was behind you
6: oh yeah you had the best view.
1: and as we were as we were coming down the back stretch going to three and he clears you you could see me lift like yeah. <laughs> 20 car links early because i know the shit is about to go down
6: He clears me, and I turn left, and you're like, oh my god. It's happening again. I've seen this movie before. He can't keep getting away (laughs) with this. He cannot keep getting away with this. (laughs) I'm really proud of that, mainly because I made the corner while hitting him. Yep.
1: And then I loved how Adam made the same move that you did in 2020.
3: Yep. Amazing. it's wild it's wild i think
0: out here. i think john just like he's going to realize that this isn't just a you thing like you're not going to be the only person that consistently raises him hard cuz he just fucking wrecks everybody like it's just what he does like the the cody situation i was fucking baffled like i i i have never seen something like that. And then, and then the fact that Cody apologized. Cody comes on sorry, sorry John. I texted Cody. I literally pulled out my phone immediately and I texted him I'm like, do not fucking apologize for that. Yeah. I was like, that was not your fault. <laughs> like, And then, I guess John goes into the DMs and he apologizes to Cody. Go, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I, I thought I, I, I messed up. And it's like dude, you can apologize all you want, but until you stop dooring motherfuckers for no reason, this shit's gonna keep happening.
6: Oh yeah, and that that also reminds me of the other thing that you definitely missed because you weren't in post-race. John thinks that because the calendar changed, our rivalry was reset. Oh, you know, he said that, he said that in the uh, interview.
0: He's like, yeah, I thought we'd leave that last in last year, but uh, <laughs> like, I don't think that's how that works.
6: Yeah, I, I told him, like, if you think that we were going to be just fine this year, you did not pay attention at all last year. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think he's paying attention is a strong suit. Like, like I wasn't gonna hit him, but he hit me first. I was gonna, I was gonna piss him off a lot, holding him up. That was my entire intention.
3: Yeah, but then he had the
0: Doria, cause that's what John does. Oh man, it, it's 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 kind of sad too, cause like John is really good, and and he's got a lot of potential, but like. He's, he's just going to be the next uh, he's going to be the next Femiolette. like He's going to get up there, but if, if he keeps doing this shit, it ain't going far.
6: Really Maybe he'll shot him screams Coke Driver, and that is not a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, generally not.
1: This is weird. I feel weird. I'm looking at the poll right now, and guess who voted for me for Driver of the Day? John.
3: Who? <laughs> <laughs> John
6: picked me as driver of the day.
0: <laughs> and we're sitting here
6: shit talking him. <laughs> I I don't know why Damaris even put me in the poll.
1: Oh, after after the race when they put you know I I did my interview and then they put me in the you know the little waiting room thing, and I talked to Ottinger a little bit about racing him for stage two, and then they pulled Ottinger in and they put John in there after his interview. And he said the same thing to me, like, oh, I thought we were going to leave that in last year. And I just glossed over that whole thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: I got a question. What was, uh, while we're talking about the race and shit, what, what was the deal with Damaris murdering Cody? Why, why did that
1: happen? <laughs> he fucking misses breaking point.
6: Yeah, he, he didn't have an explanation. <laughs> mm. mm.
1: Classic. His explanation was, oops.
6: Yeah, we we were too focused on Cody saving the car and yeah. by doing nothing.
1: Yeah, he didn't he did not react at all when he got hit, and that's how he didn't die. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, the wheels, Cody. No, the wheel the wheel didn't turn.
6: Yeah. When he got hit, the wheel immediately turned to the right by like five degrees, and that's how he held it and like holding the brakes, and then it the car just drifted into the correct position in the corner. Oh yep. my god, that's amazing. So, so
1: he literally made the save of the night by not doing anything.
0: Okay, hold on. Wow. Hold on. Save no. of the night might be a little drastic. At, uh, the, Adams, Adams, Adams was
1: probably a little better, but... Yeah, holy shit. Adam. I don't know, I had a pretty good save when Dukam tried to kill me too.
6: See, I, I actually I like Cody's better because like turning to the right is how you fucking just snap and rush Chastain yourself into the wall. Yeah, and That's what I did I, last like, week. That's what I did fucking in NIS last night. And when Adam did it behind me, like, I fully expected him to just turn right into the wall. Because it was not that different of a setup. It was going to do that.
3: Yeah. I did that in Division 2, actually. Oh yeah, you did, didn't you?
1: I forgot about that. I just... I can't get used to that. Because I'm used to being able to drive the car out of a spin.
3: Yep. Yeah. Now I, now you can't. You just like,
1: you know, accept your fate and just try to make it not so bad.
6: Now your instinct is to just turn right and then you immediately realize what's going to happen, so you immediately snap it back to the left.
1: Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Unless and you're me some, at Vegas. Sometimes you catch it. <laughs> Unless you're me at Vegas and you don't. You're not actually really turning right that far. So you're like, oh, it's fine. And then it's not. <laughs>
3: yeah. And that's why I was I perfect. was
1: baffled last week that that happened to me. Because I was literally. My counter steer was like. Fucking five degrees of turn to the right. That's it. That's it. And I was still on the gas. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, you know, the momentum's going to keep the rear end going out towards the wall. You know, we're fine. And then that bitch just snaps, and I'm like, what the fuck is this?
0: Welcome to next gen. Sidewall.
3: I Eric Jones the fuck out of that shit. Yes,
0: sir. All right, well, it is uh, currently, well, I was going to say it's about 2 a.m., but actually, we just hit the time skip, boys uh we uh, it is now three o'clock uh, my time
1: oh no, shit Easter, as, as it is daylight ahead. savings
0: yep we have sprung yep. ahead uh but regardless of the timescape i was gonna say we should probably wrap this up pretty soon here because i've been up for like 20 hours and i'm on like three two, two or three hours of sleep so a little bit tired um Understand. i feel like we got a good uh, good range of topics we got some some bible stories explained to bryce so now he can be a, a good christian boy Ah uh, yes. Um, we got uh, we got the shit talk some 100% drivers, which is always fun. Uh, what else did we We talk about? Sports. That was some great.
1: Baseball, some golf,
0: a little F1. Yeah, yeah. Great variety. And then be joined, joined uh, randomly. No, that, that's cool, too.
2: Professionals.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've seen podcasts, like, millions of viewers where people just pop in. And they're like, hey, uh, we're, we're doing a podcast. We're like, oh,
1: okay. I think we need to. So, I think we need to change the name of the podcast. It's D and Q, right? So we need to change it to like the Jason Baker podcast. Yeah, there you go. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the charter system is fair. <laughs>
0: Life's not fair.
1: Then he and it comes out is here and exceeds order. the fucking incident limit.
2: Yeah. Attaboy. we get rid of the charter system. Those guys outqualify you any outqualify you anyways. Fuck you.
1: Yes
6: all i know is you idiots can have fun with your one hour less of sleep yeah well i mean i'm oh arizona I,
2: doesn't do that I, at least we don't have scorpions so fuck you
6: yeah nah, scorpions aren't a problem also i don't care like, like my brother like spiders.
0: Law, my brother-in-law has to get up for work in like an hour now because of this time skip is getting like two hours of sleep which is pretty cool meanwhile i i could pretty much go to bed whenever and get up whenever because i'm a useless piece of shit so that's uh, that's fun but anyway that's gonna be the moral of the episode i think uh just be a useless piece of shit and then nothing matters
1: and then get hit by bryson going into turn three
0: yeah exactly so it's that's gonna do a life <laughs> That is, yeah, I saw it in The Lion King. But that's going to do it for us here at DNQ. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, Kevin, fuck you.